Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. That's right. The Houston Astros get back to their winning ways. They go back into a tie with Seattle. They knock the Rangers almost a half game from being out of the playoffs. Let's talk about this. Concerns over Ryan Stanek, but the offense, can they keep the steam rolling on this edition? Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. Find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can we find you when the Astros are kicking the Rangers' butt? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. And guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Make us your first listen. Become an everydayer. Somebody listens to our podcast every day. Win or lose, happy or sad, just go ahead and join the party, and we'll try to talk you off uh, off just going crazy sometimes because we all have our moments. And, you know, speaking of having your moments, why don't you swing for defenses on the sleeper picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the sleeper app and use the promo code Locked On, and you can get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers' terms of of use for details and currently operational in over 30 states check out sleeper today and i think the rangers probably like oh well the astros got swept by the yankees um i know we've been kind of struggling ourselves but i think we're gonna sleep a little bit on the astros and the astros they you know how sometimes you you kind of get um bullied a little bit and then you're like no more I'm going to go ahead and take care of business. And that's what the Astros did today. They came out swinging. And we'll talk about Mauricio Dubon and what uh, Jose Altuve did. I mean, the I mean, Altuve, sure. But Doobie, what he did twice in this game, wow. Yiner Diaz and Chasm Cormick were both in the lineup. I know we talked about that earlier today. And, uh, of course, they win this game. And the Astros are back in first place. And uh, now – we have Farmer Valdez and then Justin Verlander on the mound for the rest of the series. What can go right for the Astros? Let's stop looking at what can go wrong. Let's, let's well, look at what can go right. Well, but, you know, I think naturally we we always suffer from recency bias. And recency bias is very difficult not to hang on to just because it's the immediate what is in front of us is where you, where we get our reactions. And, and so you and I have been covering this team for a long time. You probably over five years, me for the last four years. And you would think that we would maybe learn to not be so just tuned into this team to where we get emotional about it. But we do look, we're, we're human. Nobody's perfect. And we understand your frustration because this team, although they have the ability to do what they did today, they have been incredibly inconsistent, incredibly frustrating, but they've also dealt with a lot of adversity and injuries that they haven't in the five years prior to this. So this year's really been one of those years that if they do win it all, if they do go back to back, 
it's going to be one of the most hardest fought victories that they've ever had that this city has ever seen, Eric. Um, go back to the 90s when the Rockets were the sixth seed and won the NBA Finals. That kind of feeling in the city of Houston. And, and look, I'm not saying they're going to win back-to-back, but I'm also not going to count them out. Um, this game today did, didn't start out hopeful. It started out where the Rangers came out punching, the Astros countered, the Rangers countered, and it seemed like, oh my gosh, the Rangers are going to counter with Corey Seager in a multi-home run game, and this is not going to be a good thing, right? But they came to play. And J.P. France, say what you will about this kid. Look, when he left the game, Eric, he had given up five earned runs. He had five Ks and three home runs. Right after you saw J.B. give up four home runs this weekend, but the offense, what did they do? They put him on their back. The relief pitchers came in, and they focused on what they had to do. But let's talk about Mauricio Dubon and Jose Altuve. Eric, if I said I want Jose Altuve to go back-to-back with somebody, no offense, Mauricio, but you would be the last person I would think he would go back-to-back with. I mean, Pena, his power numbers have been down. I would think maybe Bregman's batting second. Maybe, I don't know, Brantley comes in and bat second. We saw him hit a home run over the weekend. But Mauricio told Julie before the game, and tell me what you think about this, before the game and the day before, he told Altuve, if we bat one one behind the other, we're going to go back-to-back. And they did it twice. Wow. Uh, that's pretty awesome. And Dubon's home runs, they weren't really cheapies either. I mean, yeah, they were line drives, but uh, one of them would have been a home run in 20 out of 30 ballparks. It was 100.4 miles per hour off the bat, expected batting average of 590. Uh, the other one, I'm trying to find it, it was uh, been a home run at 30 out of 30 ballparks. That was 108.3 off the bat. It had a thousand uh, bat, expected batting average. That was the blast they had. But it was just good to see him like just drive the ball. We're not used to that. We're seeing we're used to him making a contact, and we we saw him hitting a good uh, couple of balls against the. Um, I think it was the Yankees. He had a double or so. But I yeah. think that if we can get this guy going, that's great. But uh, we still need to get more playing time for Chaz McCormick. Uh, we're still here for playing time for Chaz McCormick. But it's just good to see this is why you play, guys. And I get what Dusty Baker's trying to do. He's trying to keep everybody in the loop, everybody like in in the game shape. But uh, this I get it. game was just like, I still can't believe that Dubon and then, uh, then Altuve did it. And 23 games left. Yeah, you don't yeah. just – it's not just about getting everybody reps. It's about putting your best lineup. And we, I, I don't think we got a chance to talk about that earlier in the podcast, but you got to put your best lineup out there. And if that I know Michael Brantley's not going to be in a lineup every day right now, he's just coming back from the IL and being out of action for basically two years. So, uh, but you've got to put your best lineup out there. And if Diaz, he is like, I saw a list, uh, Brett, there's a long list. Catchers slugging at least 530 this year with 20 home runs. It's a big list. There's one. That's right. There's only one. <laughs> Look, that's an exclusive. Nobody else in the major league can say that their catcher, well, their backup catcher, like who has a more powerful backup catcher than the Houston Astros? That is absolutely absurd and ridiculous that we're saying that. And, and just to piggyback off what you're talking about with McCormick and Diaz, 
McCormick was two for four. Diaz one for five. Dubon two for five. Your seven, eight, nine hitter had five of the 16 hits. And then you go up to the top. You had Altuve with the four hit game, Bregman with the four hit game, Pena with the two hit game, Jordan Alvarez with three base on balls. Okay. They did not want to pitch to him. Kyle Tucker, one for four. Uh, not, not a terrible day at the plate, but could have been better. Jose Brave, just look. Um, I read somewhere where he's he's wearing a back brace. I don't know if you knew that, but he's having his back is still bothering him. He's right. not full strength. And if Yainu Diaz isn't at first base tomorrow, because look, Abreu got up with bases loaded twice and really did not produce anything. Um, it's frustrating because I really hope that tomorrow we're not looking at Myers in center field and Diaz in the, on the bench, Diaz and McCormick on the bench. These players need to be in there. 23 games left, okay? Um, just, it's a shame. But you love the fact that, because Dubon had been in somewhat of a slump until until recently, until his last couple games, he's been hitting again. If you're in the lineup, you've got to hit. If you're in the lineup, you've got to produce. And there's no reason, not a single baseball reason, why the Astros don't have Yanner Diaz in there Every single day, um, a friend of mine on Twitter, Frankie's too loud. He is a New Yorker. This dude is like he is tried and true Yankees fan, super Yankees fan. And he posted um, a graphic of Martin Maldonado's chart from from um, MLB. I think it's from the baseball reference to Martin Maldonado. Martin Maldonado in every offensive category is in blue or gray, meaning he doesn't even rank in the top anything. And the only thing he's close to is blocks above average and pop time, which he's 71. But you look at Yanner Diaz, 86 percentile. And Eric, he's 67 percentile or higher in almost every offensive category. This kid is playing out of his mind and deserves to be in there. Uh, so what you're saying is that Yiner Diaz is a sleeper to get more playing time <laughs> and Martin Maldonado should not be getting as much playing time, but uh, there is something to do with being a team leader. And apparently that's what Martin Maldonado has been doing recently after the game on, um, after being swept by the Yankees, Martin Maldonado was one of the veteran leaders that kind of stepped up and said, Hey, we got to turn the page. We got to move on. And that's what the Astros did. And we'll go ahead and talk a little bit more about this game, uh, what happened to the Mariners today, and kind of look more overall at the offense and uh, what what this series means for the Houston Astros. But uh, this episode is brought to you by That's right. The MLB playoffs are right around the corner, which means the clock is ticking. You hear that, Dusty? On your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Yiner Diaz, Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, and Jose Altuve. Pick more or less on stats of these types for these stars, home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Look, I sit here. I play with friends. I have group chats. I have different leagues. There's college football. There's NFL there's Major League Baseball and so much more. And they even have cool features in the app where if you share the app with your friends and they join, they give you a little bonus money there. And that's really cool. But right now, I want you to use a promo code locked on and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. 
Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and make sure that you check out Sleeper today. Use the code locked on for a $100 match today on your deposit. The Astros do play the Rangers, dun, 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 Tuesday, 7.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. So, um, Brett, it's yes. also the return of Nathan Navaldi. Oh, Rangers. that's right. Yeah, and I had actually tweeted about that, which means the game will probably be a little bit tougher than today's game. But all we got to do is get to that Rangers beleaguered bullpen. I mean, their bullpen is terrible. Yeah. Um, he's Eric not extended Lee, though, so uh, they're going to need somebody to kind of piggyback. Right, with he's him. right. So maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he's in there and he kind of does the job. But I think we need to talk about Dusty Baker because Dusty Baker didn't really seem to think that Yanner Diaz's home run was really that big of a okay. deal. All right. So are you you ready for it then? All right. Thoughts by Dusty. Okay, so Dusty Baker in his post-game press conference was talking about they he he was being asked about the different things that went on. And the very first thing he said was, Well, you know, this was pretty much the Corey Seeger game. And I was like, wait, hold on, you just led with Corey Seeger? And then he started talking about the home runs and everything. And Brian McTaggart um from MLB.com, the Astros beat writer, said, Hey. What do you think about Yiner Diaz's home run? It kind of opened things up and basically sunk the Rangers, seemed to really shift the entire game. What do you think, Dusty? And he goes, had his arms crossed, and he goes, I guess. I mean, we had five home runs. I want all of them. And I'm like, okay, coming off the heels of you telling me, well, if I had Julio Rodriguez... I could just put him out there every day, basically telling your center fielders they're not good enough to play every day to downplaying the 21st home run by a rookie catcher who probably could have 30 or 40 home runs had he been playing almost every day in this season. You know, I, I this is the kind of messaging, and I know we just won, but this is the messaging that frustrates fans, and I understand y'all's frustration. And I've said it as, as, as far as the day is long, that I respect Dusty. Dusty's done far more in baseball than I could ever dream to accomplish in five lifetimes. But when he says stuff like this, it comes across. And I don't think he realizes how it comes across. It comes across as, eh, it's no big deal. I would be like, you know what? That kid's balling. 21 home runs. And I would say myself, you know what? We probably need to give this kid more playing time. We probably need to get him in the lineup every single day. And then what does Chas McCormick do after getting three at-bats? He gets on base. Every at-bat except the very last at-bat I think he struck out. This kid was like, okay, I'm just going to prove it. So that's what ball players do. They don't complain about the time they're on the field. They just crush their time when they're on the field, and that's what they've done. Good job, Chaz. Good job, Yiner. Yeah, so I I get where Dusty's coming from, but at the same time, you've got to put your best team on the field. And uh, like he had that quote over the weekend that said, well, one guy is my arm. That's Mauricio Dubon. One guy is my defender. That's Jake Myers. The other guy is the offense guy. And so if your offense is struggling, like against the Yankees, it struggled for the most part. Uh, then if, if uh, McCormick is your offensive guy, why pinch hit for him? With John Singleton, I know John Singleton, maybe the analytics said that he would do better against 
a homes at that moment, but it's still, that doesn't make sense. So it just, the Astros did what they needed to do to rebound after that bad series. And I know that was a, left a bad taste in everybody's mouth over weekend. Uh, a lot of fans were like, okay, they're done. Uh, let's just go and move on to next year. But a lot of uh, fans were still uh, holding strong. And uh, we do the podcast for y'all. We do the ones uh, podcast for the ones that are frustrated. We get, we get where you're coming from. And so th- uh, the Astros are the first team in MLB history to have their number nine and number one hitters hit back-to-back home runs twice in the same game. Wow, I didn't know that. Good and dig. Who who threw that out there? Uh, it was uh, MLB stats or somebody out okay, there. Okay, very cool. Very but cool. You know what uh, people are out there saying? Oh, it's the Astros, so it doesn't count. They cheated, so it doesn't count. <laughs> that was 2017. Let it go. Jeez. No, look, you, Eric, you know, look, hey, I'm going to tell you what Sully tells me. You're shouting at the tides, Eric. You're shouting at the tides. Nobody can hear you when you're shouting at the waves of the ocean. Look, but hey, like Karate Kid getting ready for that, for that All-Valley Championship, we are, we're doing the crane kick, dude, in the freaking waves of the California West Coast. Let's go, baby. Yeah, just like that guy that was in our our little uh, stream we had earlier this morning. Uh, I think the Yankees fan. He was like, "Well, y'all yeah. cheated." Yeah, we know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, y'all we did too. Cheat last y'all year, twenty twenty two. We're not cheating this year. Just, so, yeah. When's the last they just time you sucked at it? Won the World Series. Yeah, get over it. But um, also about Devon and Altuve. This is also the 14th and 15th time this year the Astros have had back-to-back home runs. And mm. like you said, if you put money down on Mauricio Devon and Altuve hitting back-to-back home runs, not once, but twice in a game, you would probably have made lots of money. I don't know. Let me tell you, now I'm mad that I didn't go to sleeper for this game because Dubon probably would have been a four or five time multiplier, right? That would have netted some serious cash. Hey, look, seriously, right here, Stanek. The latest we have on Stanek is Dusty has basically said they are going to wait until tomorrow to get him evaluated. If you didn't watch the game, which I'm sure most of y'all did, but if you didn't get to watch the game when he was running to cover first to beat a, to beat an infield single, which Jose Abreu did a, yeah. Did it? Yeah, Jose Abreu though did a phenomenal job making a making adjustment because the ball hit the bag. He threw it, and right as Stanek stepped with, I believe it was his left foot, his right, foot. um, he his right foot. He stepped. You could tell he stepped, and then he twisted he his ankle, yeah. and he and he almost twisted his ankle again as he was going down. All we know is he could not put any weight on it. Um, there is no indication. Like, I mean, I don't know. We're not going to say whether it's broken or sprained. A sprained ankle, best case scenario, is probably going to take a few weeks. Look, that guy is tall. He is not a lightweight fella, and so that that right there took took a lot um, going against his ankle. This is what I'm hoping, Eric, that he's not injured, okay? Right. I'm hoping he's not injured because, look, Sanic is a guy that we can use in the playoffs, and so we don't have a whole lot of time left. But this is what the beauty was with this game tonight, Eric. And we can talk about it after our next sponsor mentioned. Um, and we're now tied with first. And the Rangers are on the brink of possibly being eliminated from the playoffs as soon as this week, possibly even with more problems with a four-game series with the Blue Jays. 
Well, what's going on with them is their bullpen is terrible. I mean, um, their <laughs> bullpen in their last 15 games, it has like 5.28. Oh. And uh, you have Aroldis Chapman like blowing leads after lead. And they gave up um, Cole Reagans, I think his name is. And he's like with the Royals now. And he's like throwing six innings with nine strikeouts and shutout games. And so that's going to end up being a bad games for that. So um, are you sure about that, Brett? Uh, so definitely oh. uh, something to look at down the road. But um, I think that the Astros are in a good place. But uh, if you're looking for a place to uh, a good place to watch the game at, it would right. be Hooters. And Hooters is a great place to go because it makes you happy. That's right. Hooters got great wings, great brew, and they've got specials every night. If you mention that you are there from Locked on Astros, hey, we listen to Locked on Astros. They, we know that Hooters is a place to be. They will give you a free basket of fried pickles. That's right. And not only that, they have they have $3.99 Blue Moon drafts every day. They have $9.99 Michelob Ultra pitchers. And on the weekend, kids eat free. Look, starting September 7th, which is this week, you will go to the, to the Hooters in NASA, and they have Thursday night football on and Thursday night karaoke. Happy hour till close. September 9th, I need y'all to come hang out with us. September 9th, we'll be in Baytown, be at the Baytown area Hooters, and we'll be hanging out there, pregame podcast as well. There's a car show at 6, all kinds of cool stuff, giving away Astros tickets, giving away some bobbleheads, just going to have a great time, great beer, great brew, and the world-famous Hooters girls. So make sure that you check out Hooters, whether you're in Galveston, whether you're in Pasadena, Pearland, Baytown, anywhere in between. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. Make sure you listen to the Astros play the Rangers Tuesday, 7.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you can't watch, catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Eric, this game today and this series has the opportunity to really do some damage to the Texas Rangers. And and I I chronicled it in a in a recent tweet. Okay, with 23 games left between both teams, we are now tied with the Rangers. We have secured the silver boot. That is definitely a good thing. But the Rangers moved to a full game behind us and only a half game in front of the Blue Jays. They have a four game series with the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays can uh, basically jump on top of the Rangers and the Rangers could miss the playoffs this year. Now, we don't want the Blue Jays catching us. It is imperative to win the division because the Blue Jays own the tiebreaker against us. So it's a crucial month. As things unfold, it's going to be drama-filled. It's going to be fun. This is going to be the probably the most exciting September, and you guys will not want to miss a single episode. So, Eric, talk about this. How important is it for us not just to get be tied with the Mariners, but to take the lead of the division? Because the Blue Jays, if they get hot, they can be a dangerous team. Well, yeah, you definitely want to get that. Uh, you you want to get the buy, so you don't have to uh, participate in the wild card series. You you want to always try to win the division, and yeah, you'll have to. Uh, the The risk you always face is your uh, one team has to win two of the three games in wild card series. And then they they come on to face you, so you could risk facing a team that's hot. But I, I I'd rather do that than go ahead and um, basically play a um, 
three game series to determine if we go on in the playoffs. And a yeah. lot of people are saying that we are not giving Dusty Baker enough credit. I think that we do give uh, Dusty Baker a lot of credit. And if the Astros do go back and win the World Series, I think he deserves all the credit for everything that has happened this year. Uh, for all the people that have been out, all the all, everything that's happened, it's okay to question some decisions of your manager. That's okay. That's what a part of our job is to do is why is Chaz McCormick not playing? Um, and I just also want to say, Brett, you owe somebody an apology. Uh, we did a live game, game cast earlier, and I brought out Jabu, the rally hippo, and you're like, well, it would not work. And so we ended it after three innings, but um, he worked, right? I feel like the Rangers announcers watching Yanner Diaz's <laughs> home run, like they went completely silent. Um yeah, okay, Joe Boo. I, I owe you I owe you an apology. Um I didn't believe in the rally hippo. Um I, I believe in the rally hippo now. Um Does it I work have, every I day, though? <laughs> hey, 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 it works all the time, 60% of the time, okay? Uh, or 60% of the time, all the time. Um, but seriously, to to address this this concern, I think from Mr. Austin here saying, like, look, we have we have, I think now this is my personal opinion. Of course, I'm biased. I think we've done a really good job of balancing giving Dusty Baker praise and not being homers, but also criticizing when we feel like it's necessary. Like you said, we we don't say these things because we are armchair managers and we think we could do better. But at times there are things that happen with this team and the lineups that are rolled out that do not make sense. And they're not really defendable when it comes to baseball because a lot of times, and this is from Dusty's own words, he'll say things and they're not actually true. And I don't think he's intentionally misleading people. I, I just think, look, I can't imagine how many numbers and stuff he gets on a daily basis. I don't know that I can remember it all myself. So he does get credit. We gave him credit last year for the playoffs. We gave him credit. I was one of the only people on Twitter who wrote, or I was, oh, nobody else wrote about this. Last year, who did I say would be the X factor for the Astros? Do you remember who I said? Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. Nobody else wrote that. Not the athletic Ken Rosenthal, not Chandler Rome, not Brian McTaggart, not anybody. Yeah. I'm the only one in this entire country that said Dusty Baker was the X factor. I gave him credit. Okay. I'm just saying, so we do give Dusty Baker credit and, but at times we are going to be critical, especially when such a time as this, we've got to win this division. Yeah. And I like a lot of people are saying the lineups are sometimes bad, but it, it's fine. Uh, the Astros still have a winning record. They still have a chance to finish with a buy. So let's just kind of, Hope that in Dusty we still trusty until uh, until it's too late and then we're like oh man. But uh, I know that uh, Brantley was on the bench today, but um, Montero he kind of came in in a big situation. Um, we had JP France just give up another home run. He gave up three home runs on the game, but Montero kind of came in and that was the time where the game was still kind of close and uh, the Astros um, could have let it get away at that point. But Montero came in. I was a little nervous because I'm like, which Montero is this? 
And Montero came in and shut the door down. Didn't allow a hit. He had one strikeout. He looks like he's kind of becoming himself again. Brian Brayu came in, yeah. Neris, and unfortunately Stanek hurt himself in a blowout game where it didn't really matter. That's why you, you saw Austin Hedges pitch for the Rangers at the end because it didn't really matter at that point. So, yeah. So look, the last the last thirty games, um, if if you go back that far, you had Montero in thirty two innings pitch, giving up fifteen earned runs and forty strikeouts. The last fifteen games, he's only given up three runs. The last seven games, he's only given up two runs. So he is doing better. His ERA is coming back down to earth a little bit. It's a 5.06. I mean, last year, Eric, was a career high, 2.37. And so if you could get him down under four, um, I think that's a huge thing. We need Montero to not be the guy that goes out there and worries us or gives Dusty pause whether he can put him out there. And so you like what you saw today um, after J.P. France left. They only gave up one run after that. And so our bullpen, and that's the difference between us and the Rangers, our bullpen, I think, at the end of the day is dependable. I'm buying that the Astros and the Mariners are going to be the only two teams out of the American League West that go into the playoffs. I don't. I think the Mariners, I mean, the Rangers, they've been leading since April. I think they missed the playoffs. And that's exactly how I thought it would play out. Now, there's still 23 games left to play. Anything can happen. But if I'm putting on my baseball cap and saying who do you who do you think will, what will happen, I think that'll happen. Now I don't know if the Astros get the division over the Mariners. If the Mariners lose, if the Mariners lose out and the Astros get hot, the Mariners will go in as a wild card and the Astros will get the bye. They need that. Yes. Uh, so Steve Sparks, after the game in the ninth inning, he said that after the back-to-back home runs by Dubon and Altuve. He said it sounded like a home game. It felt like home. It did. Because so many of y'all took the time to go out to um, Arlington and support your Astros. And even uh, all the home runs. And uh, I think even Roflo was like, exactly how many Astros fans are out there? Because y'all went out there. Y'all supported your Houston Astros. And I'm really proud of you. And so a couple of things, uh, Yiner Diaz says, uh, after yesterday's game, the veterans stood up and talked and said how bad the series are going to happen, but there's no, there's baseball be play and be positive every series, every game. And also, uh, Diaz, um, since July 5th, you ready for these numbers? He's batting 306 with, uh, 335, 599 with 13 home runs, 36 RBIs and 45 games. The Astros, unfortunately, only 23 and 22 in those games. But he's been on fire since that time. So we'll have to see uh, if he gets more playing time. But I think that if the the Astros have to find some way to get his bat in, Michael Brantley's bat and Alvarez's bat in there. Because you can't play everybody at DH. And especially with what happened with Alvarez's knee. Uh, they little uh, running to the wall the other day. I don't know when we're going to see him in outfield again soon. Yeah, I yeah, just um, DH him, DH him. I don't care, DH him the rest of the year. We don't need any anybody hurt. Um, you know, though, here's the thing. Here's a problem. Um, lineup warning here. Um, Brantley's probably not going to play in the outfield. Um, Brantley last time I think a couple years ago said he hurt his knees playing in the outfield here in Arlington. 
So I'm thinking Brantley's going to be DH, which means is that what what does that do with um, Alvarez? What does that do with Diaz? So I'm fully expecting Diaz or McCormick not to be in the lineup tomorrow. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope the optimal lineup is put out the next two days to basically to try to finish off the Rangers um, and to really sink their hopes of being in the playoffs. What a, what a great game. This team needed this. Massive outpouring. There's more where that came from. And Kyle Tucker didn't even have a great game at the plate. But c- can you imagine if he got into the mix? Yeah, when, when, the, Bregman, lineup, yeah, when the lineup's yeah. hitting like this, uh, Bregman was like four for four, right? Yeah, dude, Bregman is killing it. Someone's like, Bregman's trying to get that contract extension. I'm like, look, can can you imagine if Bregman heats up like this, Pena's heating up, and they get into the playoffs and they're in full stride, and then we're going to look back on all the episodes where the fans and you and me were upset and frustrated, and we're like, what were we all upset about? Like, well, oh, yeah. ye of little faith, right? But, yeah. hey, guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. And uh, it is from Valdez versus Nathan Navaldi on Tuesday. And it is official. It does look like it's going to be Justin Verlander versus Max Scherzer on Wednesday. Epic matchup. Make sure you tune in to SiriusXM. Download the SXM app and search Astros and hear all the play-by-play coverage. And go ahead. Make sure you make us your first listen every day on YouTube. Wherever you um, you make you listen to your podcast, go and check out the Lockdown Astros podcast. Become an everydayer. And the Astros are looking to go ahead and continue to ravage on the Rangers bullpen because that is the, what's going to keep them out of the playoffs. And it's going to help the Astros get in. Now we got to focus on the Mariners from this point. So my name is Eric Eisman. He is Brett Chancy. We are the Locked on Astros podcast and go Astros. And hey, thank you for the hat. Thank you, Big City Cab Zone. Appreciate it. Holler at your boy.